Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Super Bowl 56 is upon us. And if you're subscribed to the newsletter, you already know this has been officially dubbed as the Crypto Bowl. The reason being is because a lot of these crypto exchanges and crypto related companies, NFTs and such have bought up a lot of ads. And it's very reminiscent to the uh, early 2000s to 2001 or so when they had the dot com bowl, when all these pets.com, monster.com and all these e-trades and those online companies bought up all the ad space during the Super Bowl. We're starting to see that happen right now. I don't know exactly how many we're going to have. However, this whole thing just start, started to make me think about the crypto space, NFT space, and I realized Super Bowl tickets actually are probably one of the best examples of how to explain the value for NFTs to someone. So that's what we're going to dive in today. I'm going to use these Super Bowl tickets and the hype around the game to really compare it to NFTs. Well, for starters, a lot of people know that Super Bowl tickets are really not cheap. And it all depends on how you define cheap, expensive. But the reason being is it is a highly demanded sporting event. It is the most televised sporting event for the entire year. And as far as actually going there physically, it is one of the most demanded things. However, just like NFTs, there is a fixed number. There is a finite number of people that can actually go to the game. And in the case of this year, SoFi Stadium has a max capacity of 70,000 people. I don't know if they'll adjust that for the Super Bowl and how they're going to expand or rearrange or do whatever it is. But let's just say the numbers that are on paper, SoFi Stadium has a max capacity of 70,000 people. So if you know that a million people want to go to the game, they're going to actually have to compete with each other. Supply and demand, the price is going to go up. So understanding how these tickets actually come out also has a lot to do with these NFT drops, these mints, right? And you can understand how the price goes up and then it also goes down. For starters, in order to get these Super Bowl tickets, there are a few ways, but primarily the first set of tickets goes to the fan bases of the teams that are in the game. And this year it is the LA Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So the season ticket holders for those two teams actually get a percentage that they can allocate up so that their fan bases have the opportunity to purchase tickets for the game. And this is a lot like a whitelist in many ways, because a lot of the times when you think of people getting on the whitelist, it ensures that they get that mint for that NFT. And these allocations allowing people to get these various things, it is very much like that. And we also, we know what happens on the secondary market when price starts to go up. So someone that is locked in on this mint price, or in this case, the face value price, when the league first initiates or initially starts selling these tickets, they are getting a massive deal. They're getting at the best price. And the other set, after the two teams that are in the game, they're allocated up between the season ticket holders of all the other teams, a smaller percentage. However, a lot of those tickets end up going to executives and people that are higher up because since it is a smaller percentage, those teams are not in the game. It doesn't really make it out to their general fans in most cases. So you're going to see a lot of the executives and family members and things like that end up snatching those up. And after that, there's a next section called the fan lottery. Basically, anyone that writes in and submits their uh, name into the hat, if you will, to the league, they do a random drawing for the just casual fans from all over. It doesn't matter what fan base you are, if you're a season ticket holder or anything like that, you have the opportunity to get tickets at face value. So those are the three levels of the quote unquote whitelist or getting onto the list to get the uh, face value ticket. 
Again, that is very much like the mint. Now, when we're going to that secondary market, that is very much like going to Ticketmaster, StubHub, or any of those. So this is going on to OpenSea, Solana, uh, uh, yeah, Solana Arts, uh, and all those other marketplaces, the Atomic Hub on Wax, and so forth, Hicketnunk over on Tezos. So after getting it from the league who's putting on the game, there is a secondary market for these people, and there's an opportunity to quote-unquote flip because there is a lot of demand and the supply is fixed. So these 70,000 tickets, let's just say half of those people that have tickets cannot attend the game or have no intentions of attending the game and they just want to flip it, right? Because in this case, remember, you have to physically get to LA. So that's going to take flight. It's going to also take time. You might not have the time off. You're going to have to get the hotel and all the other costs that are incurred with it, getting a vehicle and so forth. So some people might be able to afford the ticket. However, they can't physically afford to go to the game. So that is why a lot of these end up on the secondary market. So here we go. Let's just say I was unable to actually find the uh, ticket price to see what they were actually going for. But I'm just going to just use a number. Let's just say these were $500 tickets. I have no idea what they cost. I did all the research that I possibly could. And I'm sleuthing and trying to figure it out what the face value for this year's Super Bowl was. But I'm just going to use that as a simple number. So once those 70,000 tickets, suites, everything, all those people are, those uh, initial numbers are completely sold out. They go onto the secondary market and you're not going to see them for that $500, the average price, whatever it might be. You're going to see them immediately jump up to, let's say, $1,000 for someone who just wants to unload it very quickly, or it's going to be listed for $3,000, $4,000. And right now, before the game, they were going up as high as to just to get in. It was over $4,000, creeping up to $5,000, and that's like the floor price. That is the, as they call it in sports, that's the get-in price just to get into the door. That does not include a suite or the best seat or anything. I'm talking the absolute worst, the 500 sections, way up in the back in the nosebleed sections. That is going to get you in the get-in price, the absolute bottom, aka the floor price when it comes to the NFTs. So those people now have the most incentive to try to move it because depending on what's going on, that is going to be the most liquid because people trying to get into the game, they're looking at the floor first and they're just trying to see what they can get in at the lowest possible price. So that one's going to move a lot more than the suites that are a lot more illiquid. And that's like your rarest NFT or the one that's in the most demand for that particular collection. Maybe it has the one of one trait, something that is absolutely unique, say uh, a particular attribute that only one of the whole entire 10,000 has, that one is going to be listed at the highest price. However, it is going to be very illiquid. How many people can afford a $100,000 suite for a Super Bowl? Or how many people can afford a 20, 30, 40, 50 ETH for a, a particular NFT because it was rare? Sure, that's what it might be worth. However, it's going to have to sit there until someone who has that type of bankroll can purchase it. And that is very similar to what we're seeing at these high-end ones that could sit on the market for a little while. So going back to it now with the floor price going up and down with these projects, you'll see that as news breaks or as development happens, the price is going to go up and down. Then there's going to be people that just want to undercut the floor price so they could try to move it, the NFT, as quick as possible. That's also the same case for the Super Bowl tickets because once the two teams are determined, because first the Bengals, they were, it was announced that they made the Super Bowl. So immediately those tickets those prices started to sell. However, they didn't know what the second team was supposed to be in it. And once LA won their game and everyone knows that the LA Rams are going to the Super Bowl now, the price automatically spikes up because now 
The second largest media market in the country has a team going to the Super Bowl. And worse, or not worse, (laughs) best, it is actually going to be a home game for them because it is in SoFi Stadium, which is their home field. So you know that the demand shoots up. So the price automatically shot up. Now, as you get closer and closer to the game, you're going to see a lot of price movement. Once people start to get their plans locked in, most people cannot just decide to uh, pack up and go to LA for the Super Bowl this morning and end up there by the evening. So you're going to see people now start to panic and say, okay, I have to lower this price because people aren't going to come from New York or Japan or wherever else to come in at this price now. And now I'm going to depend on the people that are local in L.A. that can buy a ticket this morning and show up at the stadium. So as the game gets closer, the day of the game, you start to see the ticket prices go down. Because really, if you have one of those Super Bowl tickets and you're not going to that game and that time passes, well, you lost it, right? You have to try to sell it immediately before that game. So that's why the floor price, if you will, or the get-in price starts to go down. And at that point, people that are sitting there in L.A., they start to snatch up a few, they might end up at this game. So that is very similar to this NFT hype, right? So news breaks that there's a huge partnership or there's an airdrop coming out or whatever it might be. And of course, the Twitter spaces starts rolling, the hype starts to go, and all the excitement, so the price shoots all the way up. That's like hearing that LA is in the Super Bowl, right? So then... As this thing starts to wear off the wean down, whatever the event might be passing or whatever the airdrop has passed, you're going to see people that just want to unload. They want to get out of it. So they're going to keep undercutting the floor price because they want to be the cheapest one. They just want to get out as quick as possible because they think this thing is going to go down. In the case of the Super Bowl ticket, it's going to technically go to zero because a Super Bowl ticket for a yesterday Super Bowl is worth nothing other than the actual art, the picture that's there. And that's very similar also to these NFTs, whatever it is that it is associated with, let's say the V friends are associated with VCon, or there might be some sort of event or some sort of direct utility that is time sensitive. Once that time passes, that utility has no more value that is attached with the quote unquote uh, JPEG. So all you're collecting at that point is the art. So it is very similar to these Super Bowl tickets. Yes, there are people that collect them. You can go to eBay right now and you can buy Super Bowl tickets that just the stub, even from the first Super Bowl that is very valuable because it is a historical thing. However, that game is 56 years ago. There's nowhere to go to. It has no utility other than the actual art. So again, very similar to this NFT space. So when you're speaking to different people that say there is no value to these NFTs, there is no value to all of this stuff. It's absolutely a scam because the price is spiking 30, 40, 50, 60% overnight. So something has to be wrong. Look at Super Bowl. Yes, there are certain people that will absolutely say watching three 400 pound guys run into each other at full speed is not a productive use of time. However, people such as myself would beg to differ and say, yes, that is an amazing time. I would love to do that. So explaining and arguing, does this have value or not? It it all depends on that individual. If enough people are willing to pay a set price for said item, then yes, it has that value. Just because I'm not willing to pay uh, Super Bowl ticket money to watch a celebrity fish on a boat, that does not mean (laughs) it is not worth that. Because if fishing is your thing and that celebrity is your person, I think you're willing to pay Super Bowl ticket money to go and, and do that. So it all depends. It is in the eye of the beholder. And these 
these NFT projects, just because someone else is willing to pay some massive exorbitant fee for it does not mean that it is not worth it. It is worth it to that person. So bringing it back to all of this and just landing the plane right now, I think this picture, this whole Super Bowl thing is just probably one of the better analogies that I've uh, come across. And I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier, but I guess just reading about all the prices and the fluctuation and everything. And once I saw that term, the get in price for this Super Bowl, it immediately jumped out to me and said, wow, that is the floor price. And I have an analogy and I'm going to put it in this episode for today. So hopefully you found that exciting or interesting or whatever. And it allows you to be able to put something that is, I guess, some real world, everyday uh, value that you can understand and see to be able to, whether for yourself or to another person, explain why are these prices going up and down? Why does this have such value? And using the Super Bowl thing, I think is just a great way. So since I spent all that time talking about the Super Bowl, we're talking about Crypto Bowl. I just wanted to say that right now on Twitter, I actually have a poll up to see exactly how much we think these uh, crypto ads or ad companies are going to be uh, in this game because it is already dubbed uh, Crypto Bowl. So what do you think? Is it going to be, let's say, zero to four or over 20? Whatever it is, just select on that poll. I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. And it's going to go right up to the game. So that is at Tropic Vibes. And if you have anything else, any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. And again, as usual, thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next one later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.